Hello and welcome back to another podcast of The Husp. My name is Kyle and with us as always is your boy Danny. What's up? What's up? And the one and only much beloved Joel. Uh, That's me, Joel, aka the Magic the Gathering of podcasting. So if you're the Magic the Gathering, uh, does that make me like I don't know. Am I like the Monopoly, or what, what would what would you put me in that category? You're more like the Pokemon cards. That the Pokemon the the TCG. Yeah. Okay. I like that. The Pokemon. That make Danny Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, no, Yu-Gi-Oh was more popular. I I gotta be something like real obscure. Obscure. I'm yeah. More, what you- more like I'm more like baseball cards. <laughs> How do you, you battle know? baseball cards? Well, well you know that. You know, baseball cards, there was a way to play with. You know, there was a game for baseball cards, but no one actually played them. That is news to me. I, I don't that. believe you. Fact check. Well, well what if, about- if, I'm, if I'm not baseball cards, I'm like the dumpster baby cards. <laughs> what about Digimon? Do you guys remember Digimon? Was that cards? Digimon no, was a show and a game. Okay, okay. Did you know there was a Star Wars card game? That was yes. like Yu-Gi-Oh, but with Star Wars. Okay, yeah, that's Danny. Yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars card games. There, there's this card game called Exploding Kitten Kittens. So Danny can be that one. <laughs> well, you know what I can be? I can be like the minion of card of of TCGs, like something real obscure that only a few people enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get a new mic? No, I've had this mic for a while. I just uh, don't usually carry it. But I feel like carrying it because one hand I have my 1738. Oh, yeah. Fetty Wap. And the my mic. Shout out Fetty Wap. Shout out Fetty Wap. Uh, rest in peace in the rear. Long live the Fetty album Wap. The album was so good, though. I'll, I'll go listen to Fetty Wap right now. <laughs> For those of you, obviously, you won't see it because we're on a podcast, but Danny is holding his microphone in his hand like it's a snow cone. So that's nice. <laughs> it looks like also it looks it looks like one of those microphones mm-hmm. in uh, boxing matches that like falls from the sky on a rope. And oh, the guy, like, in this corner. It. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I got exactly like, like that. So here's a tidbit about myself, and only like the people who really know me know this. And uh, whenever I drink anything from a bottle, they say like I pretty much swallowed the bottle, like. I don't drink like a normal person. I feel like my whole lips need to go around the whole bottle, you know, the rim of the bottle. I, I don't, you know, normal people just put their lips to the bottle and then right. sip it. Like I pretty much put the whole thing in my mouth to drink. For those and of you so, out there taking sound bits. <laughs> yeah, that's a sound. That's a drop right there. I'll put no, that but, on a little uh, board. But holding the mic, I feel Oof. like I'm doing the same thing. Like I'm eating it. Gotcha. How am I supposed to finish this podcast with all the blood rushing from my head now? Yeah. Uh (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) welcome back to the Husp. This week, we're going to, of course, start out in general, how we normally give us a little look back on sports. I know it's been about two weeks since we've done our last podcast, so we apologize to any regular listeners out there. Let me say uh, something about that. Let me say something about that. So we, we start a new podcast here. And one of the number one rules of starting any new business is consistency. But we don't care about rules here in the Husp. And when we want to take a break, we take a break. And that's just how it's going to be every now and then. Every now and then, you're just not going to have something for a week. And we apologize, but we're not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And it's 
And it's not really a business model when you make no money from it. This is more of a hobby model. True. All that yeah. being so said, we do it when we want. Yeah. All, all that we, being we said, appreciate you guys if you are tuning in. We promise to be consistently inconsistent. Yeah. We'll, we'll be we'll be like the Adam Thielen of a uh, of podcasts. Yo, Adam <laughs> Thielen is killing it for my fantasy team right now. Yeah. We're like the Calvin Ridley. We just shoot straight fire, then we disappear for a week. Then we're back. Uh, like that. <laughs> that's that's a good analogy. I like that. And next year when we suck, we'll be like the Todd Gurley. Hey. <laughs> so anyway. Rest in peace, Todd Gurley's knees. Poor, poor Todd Gurley, man. I, I don't know how you can go from being on a contender and getting getting kicked out the door. Poor, poor guy. Poor guy. But anyway, oh, by the way. Go ahead. Next Go ahead. week's guest host is actually Todd Gurley. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next week we'll have Todd Gurley live on set. Oh, man. Joel, do you have any unique takeaways since our last podcast in the world of sports? Anything you'd like to catch us up to speed on? I don't know. Basketball is done. Football is, like, just getting canceled by COVID all the time or postponed. So... All I care about is my fantasy team, and the Chiefs just signed Le'Veon Bell. Broncos stink. Sports are dumb. That's all. 2020 is dumb. Sports are dumb. I'm out. That's Joel. He just walked out the door. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of – go ahead. Go ahead. I feel the same way as Joel, you know. Um, They're not doing any cornhole tournaments anymore. Uh, it's not winter, so I can't watch curling. Mm-hmm. It's been tough. It it has been. It has been, man. I don't know. Whenever they, well, I don't know when they're gonna bring back uh, figure skating. That's that's when I'll really get back into the world of sports once that starts up again. I, I think me and Danny's teams are now a combined one for nine in the NFL, so that's fun. Yep. Oh, Danny, man. you gotta win some games so we can get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> no you're gonna get trevor lawrence even if we have the worst record in the league because the just the uh, the trust that management upper management has in daniel jones like i need a girl who loves me the way uh the giants love daniel jones because <laughs> there is no there's nothing wrong that guy can do hey drew lock is better than daniel jones right yeah I think so. I oh, think yeah, that so. doesn't sound very confident. I don't know. I, I mean, think. I think oh, so. hey. I, I He's only played Haskins. like five games, but I think Haskins is better than Daniel Jones. You think so? Yeah, Come, coming straight from the Haskins, straight from the mouth of a Giants fan. Has, Haskins got replaced by a guy with one and a half legs. Yeah, but he could probably start for the Giants. One and a half legs or Haskins? Yeah. I, did I send you that uh that gif of that lion attacking that guy? I can't remember. I sent something. <laughs> I sent something. It's like this guy opening a gate, and this lion just runs at him and, and attacks him. And I saw it on Twitter, and it was like Daniel Jones pocket per, pocket awareness <laughs> because <laughs> Dallas kept sacking him, and then they did that strip sack, and it's just like, come on, man! Like, do you not see the guy? He's three hundred pounds, man! Like, how do you not see him? Yeah. Oh, well, hey, speaking of uh, quarterbacks, I got, I do got something to say. So, uh, Justin Herbert, my man, my man, Justin Herbert, rocking it out for the Chargers. 
and he's my man because my wife's cousin went to high school with him in Junction City, Oregon, where he then went to Eugene, Oregon to play for the Oregon Ducks. My wife's family all lives up there. Big Oregon fans. I was a fan of him when he was in Junction City and he was going to go play for Oregon. I was a fan of him in Oregon. I wanted the Broncos to draft him. They probably would have if he came out a year earlier. And now he's killing it for the Chargers. Really sucks he's in the same division as the Broncos, but all love for that guy. You know, you know, NFL Index has him in the, their top 10. They have him at number seven right now, currently. Yeah, his, his deep pass is so pretty. He just yeah. drops it off, drops it off, drops it off, and then bam, Mike Williams just right in the pocket. Yeah. All right. Can we touch upon that real quick and just say rest in peace to Tyrod Taylor? Rest in peace, uh, Tyrod. This, here's the thing with Tyrod, man. He just need he he needs to catch a break. <laughs> How many places has he gone just to be replaced by his backup mm-hmm. when he was supposed to be the starter? Mm-hmm. I know he used to be in Buffalo, so you know there's one. <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland. There's another. He was drafted by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Tyrod and... Taylor's house must be on top of like an ancient Indian burial site or something because <laughs> that man is cursed. He needs to go into his backyard and say a couple backward seances or something. Take the take the take the curse off his family. So the man, okay, so well, just well, I was gonna like think about Tyrod Taylor. Like, how cursed must he really be? Just because. You get drafted to the Ravens, who won't play you over like Flacco, right? And I mean, it's Flacco, but you know, fine. He's a he's an established quarterback. But and then the reason they're not playing is because like, well, I don't know, you know, you can you can run out the pocket and you can pass, but I don't know if that's the direction we want to go. And then the next quarterback the Ravens have is what, um, uh, what's his face right now? Ravens quarterback. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. And it's like, well, you MVP. had, it's like you, I don't know. I, I blanked. I can't think of his name, but it's like, okay, you, you guys wouldn't play uh, the prototypical Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson, because you didn't want that style of play and you played flack over him. So you traded him, right? You go to Buffalo and then the same thing happens to him with Josh Allen. And then the same thing happens to him with, with Baker Mayfield, and now the same thing is happening to him with in San Diego with Josh Herbert. Not to mention, they also like what punctured your lung on purpose. Yeah, the, Dan, the, the, you got the laid off the seventeen thirty eight. It's Los it's Angeles and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, yeah, not San Diego and Josh. <laughs> Danny's back in two thousand and fourteen. Danny's back into two thousand and fourteen. Man, it's all right. No, you okay. So we'll find out what the, what this topic is. You probably already know it's like the NFL. So this whole week for, you know, just go over things. I've been looking at like NFL teams and I had to get used to saying San Diego because I didn't want to make that mistake. But I just made that mistake the opposite way. I so. get that. Thanks no, for, no. Yeah, thanks for calling me out. No, I appreciate it. You know, that's what you get. Also, hey, um, so who do you think paid off the doctor to stab Tyrod in the lung? Hmm. Who do you think? Because okay, you got the the you have Anthony Lynn, the head coach, who maybe he's like, oh no, we got to start Justin Herbert, but I don't want to do my man Tyrod dirty. I already told him he was a starter. I can't just like pull him, you know. I know we'll just stab him in the lung. Yeah. Could have been Justin Herbert, who's like, yo, this guy's trash. 
to just get him stabbed in the lungs so I can start. Or was it the Chiefs thinking they could get away with a with a rookie victory over Justin Herbert and they paid off the, um, the doctors on, on the Chargers? Calm down. The Chiefs Plop. ain't Patriots. I know you're used to foul play with your team, but that's not how the Chiefs roll. Hey, man, it ain't cheating until they catch you. That's all I know. <laughs> they caught it you is... multiple times. <laughs> and, and, I mean, we still got six rings, so, hey. You filmed the Bengals. Okay, whatever. I, I, I don't need to talk about the Bengals, but, yeah, Wait, the rest wasn't of it. it a, wasn't it five rings? Uh, Five rings. No, it's six rings. You guys got six rings? Yep. Tom Brady has six we'll, rings. We'll, yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that a, a little more into the show. That's going to be a, a little bit of a plot, plot twist. Plot twist. It was Todd Taylor who leaned into the needle because he was like, I don't know if I want to be in the NFL anymore. Like, it's just not working for me wherever I go. Let me see if I can, you know, go a little further back, get my lung punctured, and go out on top. Yeah. With people feeling no, bad. I'm collect that. <laughs> Yeah, that, I'm just that's gonna that, sue the doctor, make a bunch of money. That's a smart play right there because if you can, if you can get 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 your money, and then you're the backup for an LA based team, you can start your business company, living in LA, whatever it is you want to do. That's that's a, that's not a bad uh, retirement plan right there. Well, and, and just think about this. Think about this in his perspective. The like, you know, is he is he knowledgeable enough to see like the writing on the wall and be like, hey, it's gonna happen to me again my career can end or at or finish with people saying like, Oh, this guy, man, he's just, he was never good enough. Or I can change the narrative right now and be like, and this guy, he just never caught a break. He's the what if player of the century. Mm. Rough. Rest in peace from a man, Tyrod. Rest in peace. Yeah. Long live. He's a good long player. Live. He good is. Player. I mean, yeah, he, I, I liked watching him those couple years in Buffalo. I don't remember if it was two years, a year and a half. He was in Buffalo. But because we played him twice a year, and he was a good quarterback, he was a good quarterback. He still is. Yeah, he's fine. Oh man! Speaking of quarterbacks, poor Dak Prescott. I'm not a not a Cowboys fan, but you hate to see anybody get hurt. And, oh uh, man, that was brutal. That was gruesome. We were watching it live. My mom's a Cowboys fan, so she was she was on the on the couch all disgusted. It, it was not fun to watch. Wish wish Dak a speedy recovery. Did anyone else see that coming though, or was it just me? Yeah, I didn't. I thought he he four four years he hadn't missed a game. He was an Iron Man. I didn't think he'd get hurt. Man, with those with those glasses, you see everything coming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did. I did see it coming though, man. I I just kept saying like, man, this guy's gonna get hurt. Uh, you know, he has Zeke. There's really not that much of a reason why he needs to you know, force all these runs, especially like when he's not getting protected this year, like this year, their O-line has gotten like, has let me get to him so much. And it's just like, I just, I just kept saying, you know, this is not a year to risk anything because he's, he's about to like, you know, he's franchised so he can lose his big payday if he does anything dumb. And I just kept saying like, Oh man, I'm, I'm really scared for Dak. You know, he was on pace for like 6,000-something yards this yeah. year. Yeah, he was on pace for one of the NFL's greatest passing seasons. It, I, I seen the numbers on Instagram yesterday or today, and it was it was insane. Okay, here's a question, though. Um, is the Cowboys' backup quarterback still the best quarterback in the NFC East? Because I say <gasps> yes. You think I think Andy, it's not even close. You think Andy Dalton is better than any other quarterback in the NFC East? Any other quarterback. I think you could combine any two other quarterbacks, like 
Dragon Ball Z earring style into <laughs> one, and he would still be better. Yeah. I don't that know. I, I like Andy is Dalton. Garbage. I like Andy Dalton. Unfortunately, he played half of his career or the majority of his career in Cincinnati, and that's not his fault. But you know, I'm just saying, who's a better quarterback in the NFC East? I I, I kind of agree with you. Um, you think Wentz is that bad? Yes. I don't think Wentz is as bad. I think his ankles are that bad. Constantly getting hurt. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Wentz is that good. Yeah. Not necessarily. I don't know. I, I, I don't like a quarterback that's regularly getting hurt. Can't depend on him. So, <sighs> it's yeah. Rough. Yeah. And then when he plays, you lose the game. So, it's kind of a lose-lose there, you know? Yeah. Either he plays and you lose or he gets hurt and then you also lose. <laughs> he had a great rookie season. Like, yeah, statistically, it was great in, you know, um, wins, losses. It was great. Like he, he did win a lot, mm-hmm. but I yeah. can see where you're coming from. I think right now you're, you're probably right. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's playing better this year. Well, we'll, we'll oh, yeah, see. He's, sure. he's, he's going to take on a huge workload workload now. So we'll, we'll only see what direction he goes. I think he can keep the Cowboys on pace to win that division. Because I think everyone would be surprised if the Cowboys don't win that division, but that they're going to win the division. Know. They're going to win the division with six wins. They're going to make the playoffs at like six and eleven. Six and ten. Yeah. Don't they play seventeen weeks this year? Uh, no. Uh, you play well seventeen weeks, but sixteen games. You get a bye week. So. Didn't they add a game though? No, they they added a, a team to the playoffs. There's a seventh playoff spot now. So instead of two teams having bye weeks, one team has a bye week in the playoffs. Only first, only the first overall in the division. Yeah, yeah I got that, but I thought they added a regular season game too. I maybe could be they, wrong. If, uh... if they did, I didn't hear about it, but maybe I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if they had, and then Corona got as bad as it did. Maybe they just ended up cutting it anyway. <laughs> oh man! But anyway. Um... Oh, sorry, sorry. I was wrong. Starting in 2021, they might have a 17 game regular season. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like a proposal for the next year. So you're right. You're 2021. Right. That seems like so long from now. It's literally three months. Well, two and a half months. It's because 17 years have passed in the last nine months. It's insane. It yeah. is kind of crazy how quickly, but then also how slowly the time has passed. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody else, but you know. I was, I was looking at the basketball um, timeline and so the draft is until like mid November, and then free agency is like after the draft. So it's like, man, we're just sitting here. It was usually after basketball finishes, you have to draft right away. Mm-hmm. So all those teams that like were irrelevant teams, like me being a Bulls fan, like I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs since March yeah. to see what's going to happen with my team. And, you know, probably like not worth the wait because they're probably still going to suck next year unless no, uh, your team's whole, going to the playoffs the whole anthony davis thing happens then that'd be cool he thinks so no he's resigning with the lakers uh yeah yeah i'm, I'm thinking he is but you know you can give me some hope for you can you don't have to crush my dreams <laughs> so quickly joel you know you need to aim lower you know who will lead your team to the playoffs danny monte morris yeah, that's, that's, I was going to say that. <laughs> Monte Morris to... is a top six point guard in the East. 
Billy Donovan will lead our team to a 500 team. We That's good see. enough to make the playoffs in the East, man. In, in the East, East is yep. trash. Yep. You think you think the Sixers break apart uh, this coming off season? You think you think they break apart that train? I doubt it. Mm. I don't know what they could get for either of their best players. You know, maybe they try to ship off Tobias or, but like no one wants um, what's his name? Al. Al Horford. I- Horford. I think Doc Rivers will do one good trade, then one bad trade, and then two good signings, and then three really bad signings. <laughs> you you have too much faith in Doc Rivers. Yeah, but um, so what you round? Did- you didn't, you didn't catch that, Kyle. <laughs> oh man, what round of the playoffs will he blow a three-one lead though? In the in the no, east, he's, he's doing that yeah. in the off season. That's what he's doing. Uh, blowing a three-one lead. He's, he's going to do it in the off season. All right, I didn't number it. I didn't put the numbers together in my head. My bad. My bad. <laughs> that was good, clever. That was clever. All righty. Um, also, just you know, in quick passing, we don't got to talk about it. Everyone's already talked about it. Congratulations, Lakers, on winning the finals. No, we don't. No, we don't got. We don't got to talk about it. But you know. <laughs> well. Uh, can you know we, who's disappointed? We, you know who's disappointed that the Lakers won? Kobe. Jimmy Butler. Kobe. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> Man, did you see Kobe, his numbers? Kobe was rooting for Jimmy. Kobe was rooting for Jimmy. Did you see yeah. his minutes? Oh, my he, Lord. He played everything, man. That, that guy. He didn't play less than 45 minutes from game two onward. Giannis he, to Miami. Let's make this happen. Let's make it happen. Let's see Miami. Giannis to Miami? Yeah, that's it's been all the talk all this season. Even last off season, they were speculating that it might happen this off season. No, let Milwaukee have good players. They don't. It's so hard for them to get good players. Listen, if we're gonna let a big market team win, we might as well make it a big market team that isn't the Lakers or the Clippers. Or yeah, Chicago. Boston. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Chicago is yeah. a big market team that needs to win. If maybe if they already had someone and they didn't blow everything trying to rebuild f- like years ago, then I'd be like, yeah, Chicago. But no, nah, it's as a Bulls fan, I don't think they deserve it right now. <laughs> wow, what a trash Bulls fan! I don't. What know. kind of a Bulls fan roots for the Heat? <laughs> I, I I don't root for the Heat. I just think they're the, they're in position to dethrone Lakers. Hey, do you think the Nets are going to be good next year? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I see it. I'm really worried think, about the Nets. I think the Nets are going to trade away a lot of their team, and a lot of their team is what is is why the Nets were good, and they're going to say, "Well, we're good because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving." You know what's really annoying is I hear all these people saying that like. Gary Harris and uh, Will Barton and a first-round pick is, like, not enough for Drew Holiday. Like, you have to put in MPJ or Bobo for Drew Holiday. Like, it's not enough, all this talk. And then Brian Windhorst gets on his podcast, and he's like, yeah, the Nets could probably get Drew Holiday for Karis LeVert and uh, Jared Allen. And I'm like, how is that a better trade offer? Like, if you're the Pelicans, why would you do – sorry, that was a little weird rant. Anyway, continue. No, 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 you're fine. I, I want to be able to get some basketball out of the way. 
because for the majority, <laughs> no, no, and I don't, I don't say that snarky, but I know it sounds snarky. Uh, I don't say that, but the rest of the topic, we're going to be talking a little bit more something my speed football. Last two weeks we talked about basketball. This week we're talking a little bit more football, so I can actually be involved in the conversation. <laughs> uh, so this week, unless anybody else had anything this week they they saw in sports, they want to just call out momentarily. I didn't mean to cut anybody off if they had any more uh, highlights. I'm good. I, I, I guess I'm just done with seeing the Lakers uh, parade. Mm-hmm. I think I told Joel a long time ago that like <clears throat> and, and I say this sense like with all the sensibility in the world but I feel like when Kobe passed a lot of the, uh, the talk was like well Lakers are going to win now and we can say that the Lakers just went through adversity, adversary, or whatever, and uh, and got the win. And you know they they strapped up, and all their team, all their team got together and said they're going to win for the Kobe, and they executed that. But we could also say that there was a little bit of bias towards the Lakers. You know, obviously they're a big market team. The refs are going to call things their way. The refs are going to let things go their way, and maybe it was a mixture of both of that. Or maybe maybe I'm just like salty and saying, well, the league gave this to the Lakers because of Kobe's passing. Either way, you know, congratulations to them. You know, congratulations to LeBron. I still don't think it makes him better than Jordan, even though people are like, oh, four rings, all the finals he went to, he's better than Jordan. I still don't think that. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens next year. Yeah, we will. Was it was it the 2001 finals when it was like game seven, Lakers and Kings, and the Lakers got like 20 free throws in the fourth quarter to win game seven? Does that ring a bell? The Western Conference? Yeah. Yeah, the Western Conference finals, Lakers, Kings. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of, they're like, all right, you know, in honor of Kobe, let's just let the Lakers get free throws to the championship. Don't come, that was don't, don't come at me, Lakers fans. <laughs> I don't care what you think. They, they, they already don't like you because you're a Denver fan. So, no, nah, well, Lakers, they... Lakers fans could care less about Nuggets fans because Nuggets yeah. are irrelevant. Lakers exactly. don't care. Like, to the Lakers fans, it's like, what are you? You're like a bug, like a child. Like, you don't matter. They, they just like to troll Clippers fans and they hate Celtics fans. And that's basically it. True. I see, I seen a post that said Rajon Rondo should be, uh, uh, his his nickname should be Mr. 17 because he won the 17th championship with Boston and now he won the 17th championship with the Lakers. I thought that's pretty cool. I actually like Rajon Rondo. Um, I I don't like him and I think uh, he's a, he's like a dirty player. He, he plays honestly. hard and he takes cheap shots, but I know I like his spirit. <laughs> I, I like his spirit. I like his spirit. Also, like, one of the things that I like one of the things that a lot of Lakers fans are like, well, you know, Lakers, they got 17 championships or whatever. And, you know, we're just winning. Like, that's what we are. We're winners and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how many of those championships are homegrown? Like, how much how much of those championships have to do with the fact that you're in L.A., you're a big market team, and people want to live in L.A. True. So they go to your team. So you, you get to pick and choose what players you actually sign instead of, like, these other teams who are, like, desperately trying to hold on to their superstars. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, like Le- LeBron gifted you a championship when he said, I'm going to go to L.A. You had no one in your team. You had no way to like any any other team in your position with those trash players that you had would have been 
trying to get out of um, reconstruction hell for like years. But the Lakers, same late. Yeah, those same Lakers fans were also saying that Lonzo Ball was better than Jamal Murray, and then they instantly flipped when LeBron gave up on the team halfway through the season and forced them to trade all the players for Anthony Davis. Which, good move. You won a championship, but don't come at me like, oh, like the Lakers are a superior franchise. Like, yeah, if the greatest best player in the league decides to come to your team, you have a pretty good shot. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. The deck is stacked in your favor, and you won for it. Congrats. Exactly, and it's like, oh, and also. we have such a good general manager and, you know, all these people make the right moves for us. And it's like, you know how much franchises don't even have the option to make the moves you make? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, if you have all the advantages in the world, you better be making the right moves. If not, then what's the point of being the Lakers, you know? Yeah, and, you, and even the trade for Anthony Davis, it's like, oh, well, we accumulated the assets for him. It's like Anthony Davis told his agent he would only go to the Lakers. So, like, what do you... Like whoop de doo, you had some first round picks and some players that you overrated. Like, yeah, and and no one else was going to make the Pelicans an offer, knowing that Anthony Davis was trying to go to the Lakers, and we're, they were only going to get him for one year. Mm-hmm. Like no one well, else the- was going to do that. They 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 literally were not going to invest the same thing that the Lakers were going to invest in to get him. Mm-hmm. And the only other team with the assets and like the desire to do it was the Celtics mm-hmm. and. Anthony Davis's uncle or whoever was like, yeah, he's not playing for the Celtics. Like, don't bother. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to stack the deck in the favor of a team, and then all their fans are going to pretend like they earned it and they deserve it. And exactly. Whatever. Exactly. If, we, if, if the same exact cards were dealt to, like, a team like Milwaukee, dude, Milwaukee would still be reconstructing. They would have not gotten – like, you know, they could have the same exact players. LeBron would have never gone to Milwaukee. He would have never done any of that stuff. They wouldn't be able to trade for Anthony Davis even if they tried because Anthony Davis wouldn't resign there. And all of that, would they would still be with a trash team and not being able to reconstruct. And, and even if they were to manage to pull all of that off, the rest would not call the same calls that they called to the Lakers. Case in point. So everything had to go your way. You had to have every advantage so you can win. And then the, then the Lakers fans could be like, well, we're the best. Like, okay. That's the thing, though. That's why I always say, like, 27 championships for the Lakers will never mean as, what, as much as one championship for the Hornets or the Nuggets or the Magic. Because mm-hmm. that one championship is going to be through all the adversity and with the deck stacked against you instead of in your favor. It's going to feel just being a front runner. It's, you know, it's being a front runner. It's sure. going to be earned. And you know what? That's why I'm a Bulls fan because those six championships with Jordan were earned. And you can't, like, uh, people say, oh, well, uh, Chicago's a big market team. Uh, no, Chicago sucked. Before the Bull, before Jordan, Chicago was complete trash. No one went to Chicago games. The people in Chicago were smokers and they would, like, do drugs before the games because no <laughs> one cared about the games. Like, Chicago was just trash. Jordan made like the adversity that Jordan went through was pretty much having to make a team out of a team that no one cared about. And then once people cared about it, win three, three peats twice. Now they're a big market team, but they don't have like, if Jordan was never there, they wouldn't even have cachet right now. Well, and that's like, I would have respect for LeBron. Like LeBron got the chip for Cleveland, which is like good for you. 
but he had to leave, wait for them to get assets because they were trash, and then force them to trade those assets for good players when he came back. And it's like, you're the best player in the league. I don't know. Honestly, I lost, like, a lot of – like, I really – like, LeBron's cool. I like him a lot. But watching him in the playoffs this year and seeing how much he whines and complains to the refs when he's obviously better than every other player, like, just be better. Just be better. Why do you got to whine the whole time? Okay, if, have we have we ranted enough about the Lakers? <laughs> I was gonna say I think I poked a nerve. I didn't. I just wanted to say congrats and the NBA season's over. I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah, well, this is clear. This has turned into a therapy session. <laughs> well, you you gotta understand, like we're two people who are like have watched LeBron do this year in and year out and get all the credit in the world, and then after that, like have to listen to podcasts where everyone just like praises LeBron for like the good he is, and then but no one actually really talks about all the negative things and like let, let's be for real lebron off the court is a, is a good person uh he's a smart guy he's a good business person he cares about a lot of issues and i'm sure he's a great guy but seeing him on the court you can just see like man you it's like if you're playing with all these little kids and you're you still have the nerve to be like yeah but that little kid fouled me or when a little kid pushes him, him throwing himself on the floor and being like, oh, he pushed me. I got fouled. I'm like, come on, man. Like, there's, there's yeah. got to be a line. Like, and people will say like, oh, okay, we're, you know what? It's, it's enough. It's enough. Lakers fans. <laughs> Lakers fans, congratulations. I know it was a hard year, like after you were Golden State fans and had to switch over real quick. But, True. you know, enjoy your championship and uh, – now let's talk. We should now talk about the superior dynasty, the Patriots. Well, the all right. last thing, last thing, last thing. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Lakers fans live in the moment. Absolutely. But start start thinking about start thinking real real close right now. What are you gonna do once once LeBron starts to either go downhill or retire? Like, what's your next move? You yeah. already know though, like Devin Booker is going to force a trade to LA or Bradley Beal's going to, like some star is going to force a trade to be with Anthony Davis. Like it's never going to stop. And it, it never, it's never going to stop. Yeah. They're always going to have some star player force a trade there. It doesn't matter. Star players don't matter. You Lakers have to win with the best player in the league. Lakers did that with Shaq. Lakers did that with Kobe. Lakers have done that with LeBron. They, no, they don't win with just star players. Remember, you had a team with Dwight Howard, Steve Nash. Kobe Bryant and the same team, they did not win. Mm-hmm. You need the best player on your team so you can win that year. That that you bringing up the uh, Dwight and Nash team, that just gives me a good idea for future podcasts. We need to do most disappointing sports teams in history, teams that looked primed to take it all, or or just looked hot and heavy, and then. Oh, man. Just, okay, so. You guys might not know this, but my uh, my NFL like mistress team is the Eagles. Remember when the Eagles had that like super off season and everyone's like they created a super team. They got all these free agents. They're incredible, and then they just were horrible that year. They were like seven and nine. They're so bad, yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get on onto our main topic for today. So we, as Joel, so uh, eloquently pointed out we'll be talking about the patriot dynasty being a patriots fan and actually by accident being a patriots fan i'm not a bandwagoner as many people accuse me of being madden just so happened to randomly put me on the team so that's where i started as a patriots fan but we're going to talk actually about 
what if the Patriots dynasty had never been the Patriots dynasty? And we'll be able to look at that from quite a different few perspectives. I think the number one obvious uh, fact player that's going to jump out in anybody's category when talking about this will probably be Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady played each other. I believe it was 17 times. Brady was 11 and six in those games um, and actually started out six and zero against Peyton Manning, which was quite a shocker. You know, Brady was a sixth round late pick. Peyton Manning was what first overall in 1999. So it was rather shocking. So we're going to go into that topic a little bit. If Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady, if the Patriots weren't the Patriots, how much better would Peyton Manning have been? How much better would his career have looked? And how many more championships do you think Peyton Manning has, if not for Tom Brady and the Patriots? What do you think, Danny? Um, well, don't all jump at once. Go for it, Danny. <laughs> I'll let Joel go first because I'm looking at something at Pro Football Reference because I have a good point that I want to bring That's out. Fine. That's but fine. I'm trying to trying to put my thought elegantly together before I say it. Not a problem. So are we say, are we saying if the Patriots didn't have um, right Tom so, Brady at all? Right. If the Patriots didn't have Tom Brady, uh, if the Patriots weren't a dynasty, what would Peyton's Manning Peyton Manning's career have looked like? Because the New England Patriots and a Peyton Manning-led team played each other six times, or not, sorry, not six times, five times in the playoffs. Uh, Three times Manning won, but only two of those times did he go on to win a Super Bowl. The other two times he lost to a Brady-led team. And, of course, the Patriots would go on to win Super Bowls in those two years. Do you think Peyton Manning goes on on a tear does he still only have two rings what are what are we thinking if, if, if Brady and the Patriots are not a dynasty see that's the thing is like technically I don't know if I think Tom Brady gets too much credit for like besting Peyton Manning because like mm-hmm. you said he only beat him twice in the playoffs so if you take if you take Tom Brady out of it and say oh Peyton didn't have Tom Brady blocking him well, at best, he only gets farther in two seasons. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, at best, he would have two more rings, which puts him at, what, four? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, good. It's really, really good. But it's not, like, Tom Brady, you know, six. And also, there's no guarantee that even if there was no Tom Brady in those seasons and they got farther in the playoffs, that they would then win. Not to mention that Bill Belichick, with another fill-in random quarterback, might have also had a very, very good team even if it wasn't Tom Brady. So I wouldn't give necessarily Tom Brady that much credit for quote unquote, like stifling Manning in that sense. I think that there would have just been more parody in the league overall. There would have been more teams that won in general, not necessarily um, Peyton Manning, just dominating the league every year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, go ahead. Dan. I want to piggyback on what Joel said. So 2003, uh, he beats them. Uh, New England beats the Colts in in the conference championship. So that 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 would be a difference, you know. He goes to the Super Bowl, but then 2004 they beat him like early in the playoffs. So there's no guarantee that the Colts go on to even make it to the Super Bowl. They just lost in the beginning of the playoffs. Right. So it's right. not like Peyton Man. It's not like a 
Tom Brady was like stopping him from winning Super Bowls. It, it's different. I feel like it's different if they're in the same division. They still right. have at least a few people that had to play before they can even get the get the win. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Like you, I think if Tom, even if Tom Brady didn't play those games or he wasn't there, like I don't think you can say, oh, Peyton's a lock to actually win that Super Bowl that year. Right. And and here's one thing I actually find interesting. When Peyton was on the Colts, uh, the record – I can't – I don't have it pulled up here anymore. But Pey, uh, Brady's record was much better against Peyton Manning as a Colt than it was as a Bronco. I think he was 3-2 and two as a Bronco, so it was much more even. But when it came to Manning being on the Colts, it was much more lopsided towards the Patriots. So I think, you know, when Manning ended up going to the Colts, or whenever he ended up going to the Broncos, and Joel, maybe you can attest to this being a Broncos fan, did he just have better help than he had when he was in 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 Indian Indianapolis? Was the team better? Was the coaching staff better? What made him a better player and a better teammate being in Denver? Oh, it was definitely all Adam Gase. Like a hundred. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Adam Gase. It was it was Adam Gase all the way. I mean, like the Colts. I, the Colts had good teams, but really relied on Peyton. I think the Broncos had a little bit of a better offense built around him. I mean, he had, what was it like the most prolific offense ever up to the point when the mm-hmm. Broncos made the Super Bowl and lost in horrific fashion. And then even what was it the year before? Yeah. It was it the year before where uh, they lost to the Ravens on a hail Mary over the top of uh, that safety's head. So I think he had really good team. I think it's really hard to win in the NFL for every team that's not the Patriots. So I think like getting as far as he did shows is really good. And even with the Broncos, he made the Super Bowl twice in what like five years. Right. So yeah. so I think he had like the best offense at that point of all time. And then the Broncos kind of switched gears, spent a bunch of money on the defense. And then for that second Super Bowl, they had one of the best defenses of all time. So I think definitely like the team building around him worked out a lot better than it did at the Colts. I mean, the, he had all pro receivers, tight ends, running backs, and then the defense at the end there really carried him. So, but I think even to be in the position of making it that far in the playoffs is a success. I think you can't, unless you're the Patriots, you can't gauge everything on only Super Bowls because they're so incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And to piggyback on Joel, like, Again, sorry, you're carrying me. <laughs> no, no, but no. uh but the the fact that Peyton made it to Super Bowls wasn't a guarantee that he was gonna win. True. I mean he made it to a lot of like he made it to a couple of more Super Bowls that he didn't win, like what the Seattle one. Yeah, he, he was he was two and two. He won one against yeah. and uh, then he lost against New Orleans also. Yeah, lost against the Saints, lost against the uh Fal- or not Falcons, Seahawks, but he won against the Bears and he won against the Panthers. So so let's say um pay, uh Tom Brady wasn't there, the New England wasn't a dynasty. So what they go and play the Panthers in 2003, that doesn't mean they're he's gonna win. It's not like every time he made it to the, he's not Eli Manning who makes it to Super Bowls and wins them. <laughs> okay, 2-0, right. baby. 2-0. Cut, cut his mic, Kyle. Cut I his got mic. him. Hold on. I cut that off real quick. All right. No, um, but but actually, no, I do I do like that that little 
look because let's say they do get to the Super Bowl 01 and 2003, 2004. Are they going to beat the Rams? Are they going to beat the Eagles? Are they going to beat the Panthers in those years? I, I think just Peyton Manning getting to those Super Bowls earlier on definitely would have boosted his not not boosted his confidence and to say that he didn't have confidence no doubt Peyton Manning always played with confidence but I think just having that early on experience he ends up with a much better Super Bowl record again you you can't look at directly okay the Patriots don't win so Peyton Manning therefore does but I think that that confidence that leadership late in the playoffs picks up I feel I feel like that that translates into more wins down the line in, in years when maybe the Colts weren't as good, but simply because Peyton was a better Peyton, not to say he wasn't great, but he could carry them further. Um, but no, that was, that was just kind of one thing. Usually whenever people look at Brady, they obviously go straight back to Peyton because they did play each other so much. Unfortunately, that era has come and gone, but honestly, I, I think, enjoyed it. I think it's a little bit like uh, there's a lot of Boston fans out there just in general. And I think a lot of them, because there's a, there's a thing, it's like, who's better between Brady and Peyton, right? Because Peyton had all these passing records and MVPs and then Brady kept winning Super Bowls. And that was like, the conversation was these two great quarterbacks battling. So I think a lot of Boston people just kind of disparage Peyton whenever they can and talk down about Peyton whenever they can, just because it makes Brady look better for those years. Mm-hmm. But I don't think necessarily just the two of them were like the whole decade. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of other good teams. There's a lot of other good players that could have won here and there. I think if you take Tom Brady away, Peyton Manning might be one of the better quarter, the best quarterback of the decade, but I don't think that guarantees the success that Brady had. Right. And, and, and that's the other side of this argument I did want to make. Let's say the Patriots still have Tom Brady, but the Patriots don't have Bill Belichick. So you look at it because that's the biggest thing going on right now with New England fans is, okay, well, we lost Brady, but we still have Belichick. Or if they had kept Brady, we have Brady, but we don't have Belichick. Who do you attribute the success to? If the Patriots do not have Bill Belichick, are they anywhere close to the team that we see today? I know my answer, but what do you guys think? My answer is no, absolutely not. Not to say that I don't respect Tom Brady. He was, you know, our quarterback for 20 years. But I think Bill Belichick just simply schemed better than Tom Brady played sometimes. He knew how to write up a defense. He knew how to his biggest thing going into games is he looks at your number one guy and he says, you're going to beat us with anybody except him. If you're going to win, it's going to be because of your third, fourth and fifth best options. We're not going to give it to number one. So I do respect that about Bill Belichick. And I think if they don't have him, they don't win nearly as much as they did. What do you guys think without Belichick? How do the Patriots fare? Well, see what I think is I kind of attribute because what the Patriots won six Super Bowls, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the first three, I give more credit to Belichick. And then the last three, I kind of give more credit to Brady. Because the first few Super Bowls, like the defense was the driving force. And I know this because I had the Madden when their defense was a 99 overall. And it was Mm -hmm. super annoying to play against. But Tom Brady played well. But he wasn't the one that was like carrying them to these Super Bowls. And the way that Peyton Manning would carry the Colts teams. It was a team Mm -hmm. effort. And you really got to attribute the defense and the winning culture to Belichick building that up. And I think once the defense is this well-oiled machine and they just get used to winning, it becomes easier to win. And I think Tom Brady grew up in that culture of winning and And, it pushed him to be even better. And and that's why I, 
again, I, I hate when people say, oh, well, there is no Patriots simply without Brady and there's no Patriots without Belichick. There's no, there's no Patriots dynasty without both of them because you just so happen to get the perfect quarterback to mold for your type of system. You try to put other quarterbacks in that system and most of the time it doesn't work. The way Bel Belichick coaches, the way that Brady was, you know, kind of malleable. And of course he was young, so he had to be malleable. But like, I hate when people try to say you can take away one and still be the dynasty or take away the other and still be the dynasty. You don't have all six rings if not for both of them. No, and like, because Brady won the Falcons Super Bowl. I mean, they were down 21-3. That's not Belichick scheming a defense. That's Brady carrying the team back with incredible passes. Yeah. The same with the Seahawks game. I mean, Brady won that game. The Seahawks were doing they, fine on They were offense. down by 14 at two different times, and, and they came back and tied it both times. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. that was Brady. That wasn't Belichick. He didn't stop, uh, he didn't stop Russell Wilson from scoring 20, 24 points. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, I think it just kind of depends. The because the Patriots defense did really well against. Um, did play the Rams in a Super Bowl? They played the Rams in Super a couple years ago, where they held them to three points. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, that was like you could give a lot of credit to Belichick for really out coaching Sean McVay and really like stop like halting their offense. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking early 2000s. Did they play the Rams in yes. early 2000s? Yes, yeah, they played also? the Rams in 2001. 2001. And, and that's they, another one where the Rams had the best offense in the league. They're the greatest Bill show on Bill turf. Checks, yeah, schemed up a really good defense, 14. and the underdogs won. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they were 14. So you yeah. have to give Belichick – yeah, so you got to give Belichick a lot of credit for, for some of these, and then you also have to turn around and give Brady a lot of credit. It really was a team effort. Yeah. They, 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 that year, the Rams were number one overall in, um, overall in offense. And I'm trying to remember, I think it was under 20 points. That game ended up being like 20 to 17 or something. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, in those early years, I definitely agree with you. Belichick's defense, you had you had these amazing players, Teddy, uh, Teddy Bruschi, Ty Law, like these guys that were fantastic that just so happened to be in the perfect place at the perfect time. Yeah, well, is I mean, my, my opinion, though, is like I give all credit to Belichick. And like you said, like, especially those early ones, but I still think you can't coach talent. Like if you're not talented, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you have, you're not going to make it. I am Brady, like Brady is Brady because he's, he was great no matter what. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think like he could have had any coach and his talent would, would surpass um, the expectation that was put on him. Um, so I, I just, I don't, I want to give credit to Belichick, but I do also just want to say, like, uh, I don't know if maybe let's say Brady was drafted to a different team. Would he have done as good? I, I honestly think we wouldn't be talking about the Patriots. I still think we would be talking about whatever Brady's team was at the time. Yeah. I just got the list in there too. I think the Patriots dynasty might be like perfect for being in Boston because it's like the whitest dynasty of all time because the head coach is a super white guy. The quarterback's a super white guy. The best receivers you can name from their dynasty are a bunch of white guys. You got Edelman, you got Danny Amendola. I don't know. You got a bunch of those white guys. And you got like Teddy Bruschi on the defense and like Kyle Van Noy. I don't know. I'm That's true. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there. I mean, the majority of their great players other than like Randy Moss. Exactly. <laughs> 
Well, you got Randy Moss. Like Ty Law was a monster. I mean, I mean, it's not they weren't all white players. Vince it just Wilfork. seems like a a very white heavy team. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know. I I often hear people, and this is funny, because I never thought about it until people mentioned it to me. They like, you know, the NFL was rigged to let the Patriots be good, for the simple fact of nine eleven. Because they're like, well, after nine eleven. We have to be patriotic. We have to this and that. So what better team to represent than the Patriots? So people are like, of course, they started winning after that. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I've heard that a couple of times. I heard that a couple of times, too. But I also, but I'm like, as a really, New Yorker, I've never heard that. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot. But as a New Yorker, I always say, well, why didn't why not let the Giants win? I mean, 9-11 happened in New York. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's 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 the main reason. Yeah, I it would make sense it. to give it to Boston. Yeah, why give it to Boston? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Wouldn't make sense. New York's arch rival. <laughs> speaking of, um, speaking of that, so of course now we come up to 2020, and we look back on how the dynasty, like you said, it was kind of the the whitest dynasty, but I also heard whitest dynasty, like in in just length. For for being from 2001 up until. You know, not last year, 2018, when they won the last one against the Rams. Why, why was, why were they able to stay such a relevant team throughout those years when you had the Steelers run by a prime Ben Roethlisberger, the the Broncos and the Colts run by a prime Peyton Manning? Uh, what 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 sets them apart in your mind, being able to stay relevant for that length of time? Uh, I I honestly think it's the same reason why. Um, people why the Lakers stayed relevant because they had Kobe Bryant you know people were gonna 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 want to play with Kobe Bryant um you you can tell that Brady there was no like there was no shake in Brady like we weren't wondering oh is Brady gonna come back to play in 2014 they weren't asking if Brady was gonna be in the Patriots anymore like he was just going to be he was going to be a patriot the, the whole question of will brady, will brady go back to the patriots didn't start until very recently mm-hmm. so why would there be like if you're a free agent or if you're a player who wants to go to a new team why not go to the patriots mm-hmm. if you're a great player you're going to want to go play with another great player mm-hmm. and i have a different answer and it's really simple cheating yeah i think well. It, it, Cheating it, it, is probably how probably how they stayed relevant. I mean, we, they got caught a few times, so who knows how many times they did it without getting caught, you know? True. Vince Lombardi cheating quote. Hold on, let me pull this up on Google. I just remember seeing one time a quote from Vince Lombardi, and it was something like, let me see. It's like, if you aren't cheating, you I aren't putting get enough over... effort into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, Sounds they did like cheat a lot. Yeah. Go, go ahead. You can't get over. I mean, they ha- had to. They they recorded the Bengals, like the worst team in the NFL. They recorded their practice. Like in more serious games, they had to have been doing something shady. I don't know what deflating balls or whatever. I, I don't know if it was that. But the the one thing that I ever tell people that's the biggest scandal that I personally and like all the other ones. I'm like, you know what? Fine, you got us. The biggest thing I have about the whole deflate gate thing is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, there's two big things. Aaron Rodgers as many times come out on the record saying that he likes his footballs inflated to a certain standard and when the leagues came to him and said you can't have that standard he had to adjust but he preferred it that way anyway that's neither here nor there 
the big thing about that is in the game that that actually happened, the Patriots beat the Colts 42 to 14 and four of the touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. So in, in a snowy, wet, weathery game. So take a couple of PSI out of a football or not. The rushing touchdowns are still rushing touchdowns. Yeah. But why were they running? Like, the, what I'm the, saying. in the first in the first half, I don't remember if it was Jonas Gray or if we still had uh, Legarrett Legarrett hit the blunt at that time. I can't remember. I think it was Legarrett Blunt, but he had two rushing touchdowns. It was either the first quarter or the first half, and they were already up by however. But it ended up being a blowout. So I don't know. See, my thing is, it's not even about that. It's that the Patriots, when they don't need to, they cheat. They don't need to record the Bengals to beat the Bengals. The Bengals are the worst team in the league. They don't need to deflate the footballs a little bit to beat the Colts when it's snowing outside because it's going to be cold anyway. They're just going to run the ball. So if they're cheating when they don't need to, of course they're going to cheat when they need to. Like, I don't know how often or how. And you should just change the name of this podcast to the the Bitter Losers Fan Podcast because that's what this is turning I'm sure oh, it's man. just cheating. I'll, I'll just I'll just punch that in. I'll, I'll put it in brackets after the hospital. Say the bitter losers. <laughs> the bitter losers, just bitter losers out here. No, I'm not just whining. I, I definitely get that. I see like w- when people tell me, "Oh, you guys get all the calls and you guys do all the cheating and all this stuff." I get that. You know, unfortunately, I'm a fan of the team, so I don't care. But you know, like if it were happening to me from another team, of course I'd be upset about it. So I absolutely get it. Oh. That happens every single time, especially in NBA games. Some guy can get clobbered, but if it's your team, you're like, whew, glad we got away with that one. And if it's the other team, you're like, it's rigged. What are they doing? It's, I mean, it's just how it goes. Yeah. Oh, well, that happened to the Giants this week, twice. Twice when they're playing the Cowboys. Once when it was that fake pass to Ingram, um, the fake field goal that went to Ingram. Like, um, he, he didn't get set after before the snap. But it's like a milliliter of a difference that would would show that he was set. But no, they still called it. So that, it's like that yeah. was a bogus call, and I'm not a I'm I'm not a giant fan, and I thought that was bogus. And and then the other one, um, it was when he was cutting early on his route, and they called it a pick, and they took the Darius Slayton touchdown away again. And it's like both those calls, yeah. Any every team the that the. the Cowboys are probably like, yo, those are great calls. But no, it's not a great call. Yeah. It's definitely not a great call. It's just a call that went your way. But every other team, if it, the team against against uh, those calls are definitely going to feel that because those are two touchdowns. And we remember, we ended up losing by three points. Three points. So we would be up by 14 points against mm-hmm. Dallas with yeah. Dak Prescott in. Yeah, true. Just, just a quick little side note uh, while we're on the topic of football. Uh, do y'all guys like Tony Romo as an announcer? I, that's just my general question. I'm just curious. I used to like him, um, but he's still very biased. Like, he is. Biased. I don't think I had seen him announce a Cowboys game yet. And then that first Cowboys game, that's where I was a little like, eh, now, the same way Troy Aikman does when he does Cowboys games. But in general, I really like Tony Romo as an announcer. I think he'd make a great like defensive coach because I, I I like how he sees plays before they develop. I don't know. I think he could make a good defensive minded coach. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I do like him, but like man, this last game was really hard to listen to. Like, he, yeah, there was there was no hiding that he was a former cowboy. Mm-hmm. 
he was rooting for the Cowboys. Kind of oh. sucks that like he gets to call the Cowboys game and then Dak Prescott's foot falls off. <laughs> he has to like announce it. He has to it's be like, by the way, him. that's the guy who took my job, and uh, yeah, now he goes off on the cart. <laughs> so sad. I, Tony Romo is really good, but I think he leans a little too much into the predicting the play shtick because, like, he, he was so good at it, and he got a ton of press for it. And so now I think he does it like a little too much, yeah. where he's like, "Oh, this is what's going to be a play," and it's like he's still right a lot, but it's like, okay, like you don't have to predict every single play. You know, we can kind of we can watch the play, yeah, be the play. No, I, I get that. But I like him. I like like as far as announcers go, I think he's one of the best. Although honestly, I usually watch the games on mute because announcers are pretty pointless in my opinion anyway but yeah can i ask you guys a question go ahead um you guys both watched the giants game right yeah well the cowboys giants yeah yeah absolutely Um, not (laughs) well okay i'll talk to you danny all right who is the giants head coach i couldn't tell you you asked me a couple times isn't it um joe judge it's rhetorical because i know it's joe judge okay I've seen a couple of Giants games this year. I've never seen him. I've never seen Joe Judge. You know who I've seen? Uh, Jason Garrett. I've seen Jason Garrett so much, mm-hmm. and it's like he's not our coach. Yeah. Does Does Joe Judge sit up in the in the? No, he's uh, down the on the he's sidelines. On the, okay. Because the one viral moment was he had his mask on and he lowered it and then yelled BS and then just lifted it back up and everyone's like oh speaking of masks uh this just came out this week i saw that the nfl will now be potentially suspending and fining coaches that run up to referees and take their mask off to yell at them what do you guys think of that (laughs) okay yeah I, i don't get it i mean i understand that they're trying to play for safety but you know you're all already out there you're going to get it if anybody's got it. I know. I, I just don't understand. It's like the NFL is going to suspend coaches, but they're not going to suspend games. If they're that worried, why don't they suspend games? Exactly. The, or, the sus- or suspend the Titans for, you know, having practice after the whole team tested positive, you know? Exactly. Like, like what what is suspending coaches um, going to do in the long run? Like, you're, the coach isn't going to give it to the referee and is going to give it to the league. Like, they're not taking any real precautions. They're just saying, okay, well, this will this week will be your bye until you guys are free from COVID. Yeah. It was just hard for me to believe that there wasn't somewhere in like Texas or something that didn't have like 10 football fields that mm-hmm. we couldn't have put all these players and coaches and teams that actually wanted to play. That that blows my mind that there wasn't no. anywhere in the United States. There was no way they would agree to a bubble because there's hundreds of players, personnel, staff, audio, video for every team. And there's no way that they would be able to agree to go to a place big enough for was like 30 teams. I mean, it's just not possible. But like, remember when COVID was a two week thing? Like when you get COVID, it's like you're automatically out for two weeks. And yep. now they're getting positive tests and they're just like, oh, we could play three days later. Like yeah, exactly. probably it's fine. And then it's just spreading like crazy. It's like, what do you expect? You know, but it's, it's all, it's all trying to make money. So, I mean, you can't blame them. Like what are they going to do? That's only going to attribute to the way people in the nation in, in general view it. Cause they're like, oh, well, a player tested positive and he played the next Sunday. So people are going to be like, well, so what if I get COVID? You know, anyway, that's, that's a whole nother topic. We're no MDs. We're not going to get into that. 
Well, that's why the, that's why they're fighting the coaches for the mask thing, though, is because right. it's optics. It's like, right. how does this look for people watching? Exactly. If they're watching and they're like, oh, the coach can just take his mask off. It's not important. Then it's setting a bad example. But so but, that's you know. like a double standard. But then it's like uh, hypocritical because they're not doing that in every case where there is, you know, blatant disregard for those laws. Sorry, Danny, go ahead. No, it was the same thing. It's it's hypocritical because you can say that about coaches all you want, but you're going to let your players play, you know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? Suspend the coach that, I mean, he can still call in and you know, whatever it is. I mean, I, I, I haven't I haven't heard of one case where, oh, we're going to stop the game because the coach got COVID. I'm like, no, the, the people who are getting COVID are the players, so what do you care about what the coach is doing? Mm-hmm. That's why I thought I'd bring it up. It's, it, it didn't make any sense to me as a rule because I can understand fining them, but suspending it, it's, it's all for, it's all for face value at that point. Yeah. Well, those a couple of things that, that really bugged me um, just the way the NFL is being portrayed in particular, like seeing that giants game was just, uh, it was aggravating. Cause it's like one, you're showing a person that is not our coach like there was there was a time where like there was a flag on the play and they still just go to Garrett <laughs> or there was a time where the Giants were like going to challenge something and they went to Garrett and it's like why <laughs> like you why you know why though you know why it's because it's all about the narrative and it's so the they're framing the yeah. Garrett oh, no. Garrett's playing his old team and the only reason half the people are, like anyone's watching that game is for the Cowboys because Cowboys fans outnumber Giants fans especially when the Giants are bad so everyone watching the game just wants to hear about the Cowboys and see the Cowboys former coach and talk about the Cowboys and that's why they did it it's pandering to those fans mm-hmm. all right but, but week one Giants played um Pittsburgh and it was the same exact thing because probably half those people were still Cowboys fans watching because <laughs> it's a big market that people like there's tons of cowboys fans so they pander to the big markets that's what they do yeah i mean i i understand i just don't understand like i don't i don't think it matters anymore like pete the cowboy name one cowboy fan who wanted garrett to stay i do not know none of them exactly like what you think cowboys fan are just like um uh, ex-boyfriends just stalking their ex-girlfriends like going on instagram to see like if they got with a better man or something like that's that's not no, happening they, bro they probably they probably take a cruel pleasure in like oh yeah we ditched that loser coach and now his team sucks yeah yeah but it's not his team <laughs> he's it's a team he works for but it's not his team but that's how it they're may- gonna frame it for the cowboys fans that, that's what like i agree doing. with you I agree with you that it's dumb, but that's why they're doing it. I know. But that's all I can think about is a real, like, you know, um, they're hate watching the Giants because yeah. they hate, because they hate Garrett. And so networks are just going to pander to that and just show them Garrett and everything he's doing. Like, they show yes. him on defensive plays. <laughs> like, that's another thing. They show him during defense when the offense does something good on. A, a position he doesn't have anything to do with, they're showing Garrett. Is he clapping? Is he going uh, like that? Yeah. No, he's, he's, um, he has this awkward, like, smile the whole entire time. He's, you can see it through his mask. <laughs> oh, great. No, no, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe they're going to pull a Doc Rivers and Ty Lu. Maybe the Giants have already let up on that and that they're going to, 
make Jason Garrett their head coach next year? I don't know if I can do it, bro. Like, I don't know if Garrett can be my head coach and Dan, and um, what's his face? Dan can be my uh, quarterback, and, and I just have to watch him for another you, year. You sat through a year and a half of Ben Wackadoo, and, and you have a problem with Jason Garrett? I had Ben Wackadoo, but at least I had, like, um, I had Odell, and yeah. I had Saquon. Yeah. I get that. Like, Speak- well, well, I'll have Saquon back, but still, I mean, like, yeah, with that quarterback is just so bad. He's so bad. Mm. I I've seen him just give like get scared and for the sake of getting rid of the ball, just toss it to Saquon, even though Saquon's like, "What am I gonna do with it? Like, you literally, like, didn't do anything. You didn't you you didn't help me in any way, and now you're just like, get me out of this. Mm-hmm. Play me out, Johnny." exactly speaking on the topic of giants and this will probably be the end of this being a patriots fan do have a little bit of you know resentment but what's hilarious is two of my best friends are giants fans so i've had to regularly put up with the fact that we've never beaten you guys in a super bowl that you ruined our perfect season (laughs) you want to hear my hot take on this go ahead if new england would have not made the Super Bowl that year in 2007, Giants would have lost. They wouldn't have made and, it either. And no, Giants would have lost in the Super Bowl because they oh, would have okay. Chargers, and there was no way you were going to beat the Chargers. Hmm. Like you're going to beat uh, the Damian Tomlinson in his prime. Gates. Young you're going to beat Gates. Gates. Uh, uh, Vincent Jackson. Was that Vincent Jackson back then? Let me see. I, I can't remember. I don't remember back that far. I was on Patriot High in 2007. Oh, yeah. Philly so Vincent, Yeah. It was Phil, Vincent Jackson, Philip Rivers. Mind you, Philip Rivers would be going against the team who traded him. Mm-hmm. So he had that bad blood. Another narrative. Another narrative. There there was no way the Giants would have beat him. Um, so so, so Chargers, let, me, let me get Chargers this straight then. Like, hold on. Chargers were like 11 and 5 that year. And yet they lost to a 16 and 0 New England Patriots, but they were going up against the 10 and 6 Giants. Uh, what was what was the score of the Chargers Patriots game? Was it close or was it just Patriots kind of steamrolling? Um, I don't. No, I legitimately don't remember. 12 to 21. Oof. That Patriots defense was real, man. Exactly. It was real. Yeah. Exactly. What so so? Let me just make sure I heard you correctly. Just for all the Philip Rivers uh, lovers out there, all the Chargers fans. If New England wasn't a dynasty, Philip Rivers would have a ring. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, because Philip Rivers, his house is also on Tyrod Taylor's like property <laughs> burial with the ground, Indian yeah. burial ground. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole Chargers there. stadium. I don't know that that team never. There's always going to be something. Their an neighbors, injury, bro. An unlucky bounce. <laughs> That's no, true. Man. It's true, but they were not going to be the Giants. I mean, they were not going to lose against the Giants. I don't think so either. I don't know. I think Philip some, had too something would have happened. Something would have happened. The Chargers are apparently cursed. There's like the, they have the worst injury luck in the NFL. Michael Strahan was basically like in his last like year that year. You really think he was going to be able to stop LT from running down the field? Yeah, New England didn't have 
That's New the England, one thing New that England that offense didn't have. Didn't a run have. Game. That's the thing that that offense didn't have. New England had didn't have a run game, and they still put 14 points. The remember that first 2007 uh, uh, Giants win was yeah. 17 14. 17 14. Yep. Dude, and 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 it came down to the wire. If New England had a run game and they were were would be able to run out the clock because the Giants had to win last second. Both yeah. t- both the times they played, yeah. they had to win last second. If New England went had a run game and would have been able to run at the clock, Giants wouldn't have been able to win. Now take New England out of the equation and put uh, the Charges in there with like arguably the best running back in you know in the two, of the of the early two thousands of the two thousands. Not, not even early two thousands. Like LT is considered one of the best running back ever. Mm. Put LT in here in his prime, going up against the only person that, that can stop him would be Michael Strahan. And basically his last year, there was no way the Giants were going to stop him. LT would have even, even with the curse? Even with even the curse? Even with the curse. Phillips Rivers has a curse. LT doesn't. True, true, true. <laughs> you know you know his passing – I don't remember if I, I – I might be spitting Danny lies here. I don't know. But I think LT's passing percentage was perfect or near perfect. The few times LT would uh, would take a direct snap and, and and throw the ball, he was almost perfect. Anyway, complete side fact. We could look that up later. Does, does he still have the record for most touchdowns in a season, or most was it most touchdowns or most points? I think it was touchdowns. He had the record for a while. Um, I think he holds a lot of records, man. Yeah. If if anyone beat it, maybe it was Peyton, but he, he has one yeah, of the greatest he... fantasy seasons of all time too. It was either one or two, one of the greatest fantasy. I think that's the year time. that I'm talking about. Yeah. Ladanian Tomlinson, man, he was so good. He was. He had, he had 28 touchdowns in 2006. Yeah, you're for sure. And and That's did they insane. did they lose to Peyton's Colts that year in the in the playoffs? I don't remember. No, 2007 they lost. Oh, to seven. Penguin. Okay, right. My bad. My bad. I so, don't remember which year. Oh man, I, I can't see what year this is, but. He scored the record for most points in a season, which had stood for 46 years. He had 31 touchdowns, 28 rushing, and three receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a beast. He was. All right, so so we established that. Okay, now go on to my to my hot take on this. Okay, because follow my thread. Let's say the Chargers beat the Patriots. Uh, and then they go on and they and then they beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. And then everything else stays the same and the Patriots go on to 2011 to play the Giants again. My hot take is that the Giants don't win that game either. You don't think so? So They only won because they had the confidence from the previous one or what? Exactly. I do, as a Patriots fan, I definitely see that because in 2012, it gets overshadowed by Brady's 2007 year. But in 2012, he was having one of the better years in his career. And I think that year, Moss was out for a good portion of the regular season anyway. So Brady was playing with the confidence. The only thing is the Giants came into that Super Bowl with the confidence that they had come in as a wild card team and they yeah. had beaten the Patriots before. Exactly. And so that was a 2011 Super Bowl. Super Bowl like uh, 56? No, no, no. It was, it was 40, 40, I think 46 or 47, yeah. Yeah. No, it was 46 for 46. sure. Okay. And so, uh, okay, so the the Giants wouldn't have been facing the Patriots. Um, like, I don't think they have the confidence to finish that year off. 
especially against the Patriots. If they hadn't beaten them in 2007, they were not going to beat them in 2011. 2011. Because think about the Giants. Like, think about Eli Manning. I beat this guy who had a 16-0 record. Like, now they're vulnerable. They have uh, – they're worried about me because they know I've beat them in the past. You know, because – they didn't just beat Brady. Like they just like remember this. Like they Eli didn't just beat Brady. He also beat Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. You know because oh, had to see this like the deficiencies and how the Giants were able to um, like go after the deficiencies. So in 2011, that was also another thing. Like I think that was just like knowing at them too like oh we're going to face this team and it doesn't matter that that they got in you know wild card and whatever uh they beat us in the past Mm -hmm. and they know the formula yeah it's it's all subconscious at that point at that yeah once you get to that point it it is it really is i mean because didn't just to kind of put it back into basketball jordan beat the same utah jazz team two years in a row didn't he yep so i mean at that point it's sub it's subconscious we lost to these guys last year. What are we going to do this year? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard, but as, that's that's part of being a pro athlete. You have to get past that. The Patriots, unfortunately, couldn't. Lost both those Super Bowls. But one last question. You know, of course, I don't want to stay on too long with this subject because I know you guys are just turning in your soon-to-be graves talking about the Patriots. <laughs> but um, where do, where – does Brady rank on your quarterback list? Where do you, where do you put him? What do, what do you think? All time? Uh, all time. So I have him number three behind the GOAT, John Elway. Okay. And then, of course, number two, Peyton Manning, okay. only because they both won Super Bowls for the Broncos, and so I'm heavily biased. You know but what? besides that, it's then Tom Brady. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fault you for that. You know, being a Denver <laughs> fan, I cannot fault you for that. Very, you, my Dan? very, very biased ranking. Jake Plummer was a close fourth. <laughs> I have, um, I have a number three also. I had John Elway number one, and it's it's not because of Denver. I just really like John Elway. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this like who you think is better or who you enjoyed more as a player? Um, I don't know. I I think John Elway is tougher. He yeah, he's he's built more, much more than Brady ever was. And He's more I also, athletic than Brady ever was. So. Yeah, I like I I see this like when I see John Elway play, I see an athlete. When I see Tom Brady play, I see like a smart guy. You know, I I don't know. No, so no, I, I I agree. I agree. I'll put John Elway ahead of him, but I still think that Brady. I don't know. I I even though I put John Elway in front of him, I still think that Brady could actually beat him. Mm. Um. But that's neither here nor there. And then number two, I have Tim Tebow. Okay. There it is. <laughs> number two, greatest quarterback of all time is Tim Tebow. Yeah. He had the Lord on his side. You can't top that. It's true. Plus, plus he was a dual athlete. He also played baseball, okay? <laughs> Danny's got a thing for dual uh, athletes, athletes that leave to play baseball. He's got a thing for them. It's I hard. do. So so Tim Tebow is number two, and you're never, you're never going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> and then Tom Brady. I get it. I get it. Uh, y'all are just haters. That's funny. We both have two Denver quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's Brady. that's really weird. That's I'm funny. not even a Denver fan. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Remember, well, Tim Tebow did did play for my first love, the Giant, the Jets. True. 
That is true. He was a, he was actually a Patriot one off season. They picked him up. He played two preseason games, did pretty good. And then Belichick said, no, we don't need Tebow for some reason. Don't know why. It's it's because um, Belichick has sold his soul to the devil. True. That is, you, that is also You true. could not have someone with the Lord on his side. Someone, someone in the Lord and someone for the devil can't be on the same team. Just, yeah. a, just a, th- this will be wrapping it up here, but just a quick little side note from 2001 to 2018. Last year was the first year in 18 years that Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or Tom Brady were not representing the AFC East except for one year. Do you guys know who the other quarterback representing the AFC East in the Super Bowl was that one year that it was not Brady, Roethlisberger, or Manning? The one year from the AFC? One year. Total? Yes, there's, there was okay, one year. I, I thought you said AFC East. Oh, I was no, confused. AFC, AFC. It was Joe Flacco. It was, right? it was Joe Flacco. Yeah. It was one, cool one year Joe. with Joe Flacco. So so now with Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson seemingly in the driver's seat, that record will no doubt come to an end. I, I don't I think remember. Ben Roethlisberger will. Nah, Lamar ain't, Lamar ain't doing nothing in the playoffs. You don't think so? Lamar's not doing anything in the season right now. Yeah, it's true. I think I think what you meant to say is with Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill, that <laughs> that's the next great. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I seen someone do a, a 10 year simulation of the next 10 years of the NFL, and one of the MVPs, I think it was next year's MVP, was Ryan Tannehill. Oh, For some man. reason, in a Madden, I hate Madden, but anyway. that's no. wild. Do, do we? Does everyone need to take the Titans more seriously? Maybe. I mean, weren't they in the AFC Championship lot game last year? Like they were, they were. I feel like they're they were up, really they were up by ten in the AFC Championship game last year. Well, it's only because you know uh, Derrick Henry is a beast. He's he's he a unit. Runs over people, but I, I get I get scared when I see Derrick Henry like in general because he reminds me so much of Eddie Lacy. And if Eddie Lacy that, were more athletic, and <clears throat> that's a cliff that you can fall off real quick. Yeah, i.e. Eddie Lacy. Yeah, I know, I know. We were joking about him a lot, but Eddie Lacy was a was a beast in his when he when he was a beast, and he just immediately dropped off. To, to tackle Eddie Lacy, you literally had to practice by putting refrigerators on the field and trying to tackle a refrigerator. <laughs> and Is that how much he weighed? He's he, a big boy. Yeah. He's he a weighed. big boy he weighed a lot but he moved he was so agile yeah surprisingly for how heavy he was man but anyway that was just a little bit of a look back on the last we'll call it 20 years uh seeing what it was so our biggest takeaway from the night is philip rivers ends up with a championship if not for the patriots dynasty biggest takeaway from the night yeah Stinking Philip Rivers. Stinking Philip Rivers. Poor man. He's in mid-season form out there with the Colts right now. He's in mid-season form. Throwing. He's washed. He's washed. He was washed last year. Why did the Colts think he was good? I don't get it. Poor Philip Rivers, man. I feel bad. Him and his fourteen kids will be fine. Yeah. All he's (laughs) got to do is turn them into their own little football team. So raise them to be the next generation of pro athletes. He's so washed. I think I when I see him, I I can picture him being worn by Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Oh my gosh. That, that one that one's reaching way back into the filing cabinet. Pull that one. Let's go. Hey but guys, anyway, be- before go we go, how do you feel about this emotional hedge? So Kyle, our teams are playing this week. It's Broncos Patriots. Right. 
It's lost a lot of its luster. I still right. want the Broncos to win because, you know, screw the Patriots. Yeah. But also, our fantasy teams are playing each other. Joel and I are double head-to-head this week, and it is it, it is amazing. I'm excited. So, so this is what I did. Let me know what you think. So I'm starting Cam Newton as my quarterback in our fantasy league. So I feel like either way I get a win here, right? Because if the yeah. Patriots do good, he does good, and I yep. win our fantasy game. It's like an emotional hedge. Like Even though the Broncos lost, it's okay because I beat you, the Patriots yeah. fan. If, if you put it in a punnet square, you win three times and you lose once. The only way you lose is if the Patriots win and Cam does awful. That's the only way you lose this scenario this upcoming week. Exactly. <laughs> I hope you exactly. both lose. I hope you both lose so I can be two games ahead of you. Oh lord, me and Joel are sucking it. <laughs> We're up so bad this year. I'm man. so bad too. I hate oh. fantasy this year. It's horrible. And then I keep getting notifications about COVID, and I'm like, oh, my team's not even gonna play. Fantasy's trash this year because oh. all my I, teams are trash. I'm really, I think I'm really bad because I've been a victim of a lot of big injuries. Yeah, you have. have been some serious injuries. Mm-hmm. Some serious injuries of players that people took very early on in their drafts or paid good money for in their fantasy draft. Like so number one see. overall Christian McCaffrey. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely injured. Number two overall year. Saquon Barkley. Yep. Definitely. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Our teams are going head to head. We're going head to head in fantasy. I'll see you on Tuesday and we'll talk it out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Our next podcast, I'm going to just be crying. We'll Somehow the Broncos are going to lose. Cam Newton's also going to be trash and I'm just going to be, so mad i'm i'm just happy that um the bills lost a game finally of course you know being in that division we can try to start taking or catching up with them but we'll see afc east i i think it's the bills to lose but we'll see well the bills are about to be on a two-game losing streak because kansas city is coming in really mad that the raiders just pwned them put them away yeah so i i think the bills are about to be on a two-game losing streak mm-hmm and they got their new secret weapon, Le'Veon Bell. Gosh, don't remind me. I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in fantasy. I'm so mad. So yeah, Le'Veon, Bell, Le'Veon right. Bell is trash. Like, why, don't even play him. I hope he doesn't even play. No, they're going to play him, and he's going to do great. He's going to get all the touchdowns. Clyde yep. Edwards-Hilaire is going to get, like, 50 yards, and then Le'Veon's going to get four touchdowns. Yeah. I can already uh-huh. see. So, like, earlier this week, I did a trade that involved two of my wide receivers, one being Robbie Anderson. And the other one was like CD Lamb for uh, who did I get? Uh, I got Kareem Hunt and uh, I always forget his name Rams quarterback. Oh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Because I really have no quarterback and, and I don't have running backs, but I have a plethora of wide receivers. And I'm like, I'm actually really happy that I did this trade. I, I kept thinking, like, man, maybe I'm losing this trade because I have really good receivers, but, you know, those two guys are really good. But the second, but I also had Clyde Edwards Elaire. So I'm like, man, this might have been the best trade I ever made because I can't rely on him anymore. That's it's rough. true. It's hey, true. Hey, man, we're, we're going to do our best to talk as little about fantasy football next week as possible because we know that just like everyone else, everyone's hating it this year. So hey, we will do. <laughs> Next topic, fantasy football. What do you think about it? What do you think about fantasy Am football? Am I hosting? Because I legit have an outline for a pod about fantasy football. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, you're hosting next week. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're Remember, next week. That was supposed to be our first episode was our, my fantasy football outline. True. Yeah. Do you guys I, still have that? I, uh, I, have. I have the text back. Yeah, I have to look on it. 
I, I definitely want to try the one that we talked about at the beginning, though. Biggest letdown teams in sports history. That'd be fun at some point. Big, biggest teams that looked like they should have won but never did. Like like you're talking about your Eagles. Or yeah, we'll Peyton. figure it out. Or like half of Peyton's teams. Half of Peyton's teams, yeah. Hey, don't <laughs> don't don't hurt poor Joel like that. You don't gotta hurt poor Joel like that. But anyway, <laughs> just talk about all of my teams. Just talk about every Denver team ever. So, <laughs> thank okay. you guys. The ever. Nuggets from 1994 to 2003. <laughs> right up to that Carmelo draft. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love getting together with you guys exactly. talking about sports, man. Uh, thank you guys again for sticking it out with us this week on the HUSP. As always, my name is Kyle. Thank you, Danny, for being with us this week. Long live Eddie Lacy's career. Yeah, and Joel, as always, thank you. Yep, yep. Deuces.